and welcome to episode 14 of the Brannigan Communications Podcast. I'm your host, Grace Gregg, and I am here today with Kathleen Doherty and Ashley Rabluski. Welcome. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Amazing. Super. I'm doing well. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's good. Summer. It's Wednesday. Hey. Yeah, it's so beautiful. First day of Summerfest it's today. It's actually nice out. Yeah, it's a great first day of Summerfest. Are you guys going to Summerfest today or any of the days? Later this week. A couple probably. concerts. Who are you seeing? The Outlaw Festival and Lionel Richie mm. next week. Yes. Oh, Lionel Richie. Yeah. Dancing on the ceiling, yo. Hello. Check it. <laughs> what about you, Ashley? I'm going to try to see Lizzo tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. We might just go over the weekend to hang out, but Kathleen's shaking her head. <laughs> I don't even know who Lizzo is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You need to. I'm, I'm admitting sh- my age. For right our there. motivational summer playlist, there are like three Lizzo songs yeah. on there. Which we I do have, one. actually. We have a motivational summer playlist. It's, yes, we do. It's so- pumping. <laughs> Monday mornings. It's what pumps us oons, up. Oons, oons. Only bangers. <laughs> like Lizzo. I think Lizzo's going to be super packed. Rightfully too. so, but yeah, I'm we'll bummed see. I can't okay. go. I don't even know who she is. But <laughs> okay, well, you'll find out. We'll play you one of her songs mm-hmm. later. Do you guys have any plans for next week? Oh, man. <laughs> what aren't we going to do, True. Grace? I don't know. You tell me. Summer fest, summer fun, and we are it's Fourth of July. As a company, we are closed in honor of our fifteenth anniversary. So, yeah. all employees get some nice deserved time off, which will be fabulous. Yeah. What about you, Adubs? You know, I'm enjoying our week off. There's going to be a mani pedi happening. Oh. <laughs> Um, staycation staycation yeah staycation Staycation. little some kayaking maybe you're going kayaking Uh, urban kayaking not urban kayaking some rural kayaking on a lake at the lake oh jeez so anyway some (laughs) pontooning oh yeah pontooning too well you guys are super busy as always though right Today, I kind of wanted to talk about things that you guys are involved in and the community and throughout the years. Kathleen, I know (laughs) you've been involved in a lot of things. Ashley, I know you are involved in a lot. So if you guys could just tell me, give me a little overview on things that you've done in the past. Well, I think (laughs) there's two spectrums, right? There's years of, you know, being involved in the community. And it's also, um, I think when you're starting out and you know trying to find the organizations that you're really mm-hmm. passionate about and want to engage in further. Because I do think that that's a cornerstone of doing anything in the community is you have to have a passion for it yourself. Otherwise, it's just like you have one foot in and one foot out. Mm-hmm. So that's always how I've approached whatever sort of organization that I want to volunteer for, volunteer my time, you know, help out with certain resources. So I guess that's my philosophy on it. Just to start out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great philosophy. You and Tom lead that philosophy with Brannigan, I think. Yeah, I mean, about so about 10 years ago, no longer than that, 15 years ago, again, I'm aging myself. But I mean, I was really looking for some place, like a, a volunteer opportunity that both complemented my professional life as well as my personal life. And I felt really fulfilled and I felt like, you know, it was a it could be part of my personal mission. And I really, I, 
I uh, came across UPATH, which is a United Performing Arts Fund, for those listening that don't know that, and got involved in their Next Gen Leadership Council because I have grown up with the arts. I'm very passionate about the arts, and I love what the mission does for kids and for adults and, you know, for everybody that lives, works, and plays in our city. Yes, I just said that. But UPATH does great things. So I got involved sort of as a young professional in that organization, and I think you have a, I have a give what you get sort of philosophy, and I gave a lot, but I also got a lot back. It was super rewarding, and then, you know, continued to engage in the organization, and then eventually went on their, the actual UPATH board, um, and, you know, I've done other things, but I think, I guess my point in telling that story is that if it's something that really comes from your heart, and you feel personally, like a personal m- mission, then I think it just works out much better than if you're just looking for a board to sit on. Yeah, definitely. So you have 15 years of experience there. Is there like one defining moment that sticks out in your head of, wow, that's awesome that that just happened or that that you get to be a part of something? I think when I was asked to join the larger board, um, because there's it's, it's comprised of a lot of CEOs in town, and I felt like there should be a younger professional and kind of different generation voice on the board as well as being a woman, which there are and were other women on the board. But it's just a different perspective. And so when I got asked to step up to that, that was, that was I felt like a win for me personally and professionally. Yeah, that's awesome. Ashley, what about you? Organizations? Is- well, I feel like I'm kind of at the spectrum where Kathleen said when she was first starting out. So I think when I first started my career, I was just trying to get by in my career. <laughs> and I yeah. wasn't like, and that's super legit, by and, the way. Yeah. And now I'm at a point where it is, you know, and especially here at Brannigan, we are all about building relationships. And I think you need to be out in the community and meeting people. And it's not just from a business perspective. Totally. It's, as Kathleen said, like a personal perspective, too. So we had talked about, Kathleen and I had talked about that, and I had started, I had dabbled with one or two organizations that will not be named that were just, like, not really the right fit. So that really ladders back to what Kathleen said, too, finding something that fits for you. And Kathleen has been involved in Tempo, and Tempo has an emerging women leaders group, so it's supposed to be more, I would say, mid-level, mid-career women who are kind of their pre-tempo. So <laughs> Kathleen was wonderful enough to nominate me for that. And so I am in the 2019 Tempo EWL cohort this year. And it's Ooh. been a really <laughs> it's been a really great experience so far, just with meeting a lot of different women who work in different industries and are at different places in their life. And so it's been experience so far. And haven't you joined a few committees? I have. So Kathleen told me not to do communications because I do it every day. No, so no, I no. Get it. Let me defend myself. No, no, no. I, it's fair. It's Because fair. as communications or marketing communications professionals, we oh, we never get asked to be on the finance team. Let's just put it that <laughs> yes, way, right? Fair. So as much as you can, you know, expand your horizons and Agreed. be on a finance team or be on an operations team, 
I think you just you it's another set of career development that yeah. you might not get at the office. That is my defense. And I no, you don't need to defend <laughs> it because I agreed with you. I, I know. So I, know. I joined our EWL because Tempo has their own committees with all of this stuff. So EWL kind of has their own subset of things. So EWL has a community involvement committee, which is all of kind of the philanthropic how we can reach young women and girls in the community that's always a slant on it um and with the work that i do here at work on the foundation that really Mm -hmm. spoke to me i'm in an ewl connects cohort so we get together every six weeks and we hang out and we're doing it's almost like a mini book club we haven't gotten very far but we're trying we're trying so are you there as well kathleen no No. so this is just my my ewl my smaller group of like six to eight women and then kathleen and i are both on the big tempo leadership event committee. They have a leadership event that happens annually that we are with women who are in tempo and in EWL who are working on that. It's going to be in October. I can say who it is, right? You can totally say who it is. Kendra Scott is the keynote speaker. My mom would be excited about that. My mom would be. She would. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a big win for tempo. I've been in tempo for, God, five six years gosh I don't know I'll have to do a fact check on when I joined but (laughs) Nick has been the fact checker in previous episodes (laughs) Nick uh will fact check that thank you and um but it's a big it's a big deal because it's um not only obviously an entrepreneur and a self-made billionaire that a lot of women want to hear from but it also speaks to the caliber of the organization that Tempo is. Not that this is not an endorsement, like an ad for Tempo at all, but it's a wonderful organization in Milwaukee for professional women. And mm-hmm. it speaks to, you know, the kind of connections that they make and the, you know, the, the how they've elevated their speaker series and mm-hmm. just that it's really worthwhile to get involved in. Yeah. So you guys are planning the event. You're on the event planning committee, correct? We are. <laughs> As I speak out of both sides of my mouth, <laughs> we are helping with some communications because oh. it's um, because that we're it's able to event. kind of lend our con- consultative kind of recommendations to them, and you know, well, but, but they're, we we they're, lend our thoughts to other areas <laughs> of it. <laughs> we lend our thoughts, <laughs> and the, their team is super strong, so it's not that they need us, but when they do, they we sometimes give us a call. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you feel like maybe with this project or other things that you've helped out with in the past that you've been able to take either your work experience there or your experience there to work? I I mean, I'm still pretty early in, but I definitely think so. And like one thing I love about EWL and my Connects group, because it's supposed to be this smaller, tighter knit, you have to like, it's basically like signing an NDA. You have to promise you're not going to go and share things about what the group talks about. But we all can be kind of sounding boards about where we're at in our jobs too. And if we're having problems at work or if there's some issue, like just to have your peers be able to talk about that. And it's always interesting when we've talked because Everybody in my group, for the most part, works in completely different industries. So to talk about in different levels of companies too, there's nonprofits, there's you know big corporations, there's more. And that's what's great about the composition or the mix of the women that are involved. Yeah, and so we've just it's just interesting to get different perspectives from people. So there are things that they 
share with me that I can bring back. I hope that there are things that I share with them that they can take back. And Mm -hmm. it's just a good experience overall. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think like from a board service or from, you know, if you're on a committee for a nonprofit or whether it's social services or the arts or, you know, whatever that is, I think that there's always something that you can learn because you're exposed and hopefully this is a case to people that aren't in your industry they're at different levels whether it's you know above or below i always listen to the comments and the collaboration around the table and i think that that can teach you something some really cool lessons about collaboration with your team and the other thing that i've always tried to do is make sure that when i'm on a board or if i give my time that i make sure that i contribute like i think that that's one of the biggest things that you know if you do something from a volunteer basis you know, you still have the responsibility to contribute and collaborate. And I think that that's an important lesson either at the office or in any kind of service that you do. Because you're there for a reason, not to just kind of, you know, sit and watch everyone else talk. You really need to kind of dig in. And that's where I think don't get involved in something that your heart's not in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because when you're passionate, you'll contribute. Mm Mm-hmm. So those are both awesome answers. But speaking kind of to what you were talking about, Ashley, having those peers to chat with makes me think of like mentorship, right? And I know we've talked a lot about that here at Brannigan. Have either one of you guys been involved in a mentorship program, being on either end of it? I've never been in a formal mentorship program. I feel like I have had mentors throughout my career. I consider Kathleen a mentor. Oh, um, that's very so nice of you. But nothing formal, although I think that those, I, I struggle with like the formal mentorship, but I feel like some people, maybe wherever they're at in their career, need it. I feel like I've been really lucky that wherever I've been in my career, it's often been my direct supervisor is, and most often a woman <laughs> that oh yeah that I can <laughs> that has been where I've been that I can relate to, um, who can give me career advice and you know just kind of help me out whenever I need it. But I do feel as though there and some of women that I've met through EWL who have talked about and nobody in my EWL connects group because that's not that's, there's a there's a, a NDA, NDA, yeah, NDA yes. there. but just and even friends even friends too that have said you know I don't really have anybody in my organization that who, you can talk to that I can talk to confidence and sometimes sure. people are you know one man one woman bands I mean there are some organizations where you might be the only I'm speaking from comp specifically like you are the comms person and you are it. So where do you go? So that's where Mm -hmm. I think that more formal mentorship programs can be great. But I've just been really lucky in my career that it's been a little Mm -hmm. bit more natural. Mm -hmm. You're so right. I mean, you know, upon the other sort of benefits and layers we've talked about, I mean, to have people that are in your industry or at your same level in an organization and have them be a sounding board is, is, priceless. I mean, I have a group of friends that they're we're true friends. We're not in the same industries, but we can talk to each other about, you know, this and this or how would you handle this business decision? And I think that, you know, you need that both inside your organization, you know, someone that you can talk to and also outside your organization to get yeah. different perspectives on how people handle things. I mean, I just think it's so valuable. So that's a great ad, Ashley. Um, oh, one other thing, just to tag on your mentorship um, 
question. I think that you need both informal and formal mentors. Mm -hmm. I've been, I mean, I consider Tom a mentor. I consider the whole team at BC mentors because everybody's always coming up with ideas and, and ways to do things that I would never have thought of. So I think that's super important. I also, and we've talked about this in one of our staff meetings, there's a difference between mentorship and sponsorship. Mm -hmm. And I think that mentors are really important. Oftentimes they can become friends, but if you want to get somewhere in your career and you can like pinpoint somebody that could potentially help you get there, there is nothing wrong with asking, you know, and, and maybe it's not now, but maybe it's, you know, you're like in five years, I'm going to get to, you know, a level that I feel like I can tap a sponsor or somebody that can really watch out for my career and promote me and elevate me. Um, and that could be within a company or an organization, or that could be board service. Like I'm going to start on a committee, but is there somebody that can help me elevate to a board where I really feel like I have a voice um, at the yeah. table? I think it can go both ways. And I think that the, the, the secret is don't try too hard. Just really try to find like-minded, like mm -hmm. not even like-minded, but people that share the same passions and you know, the rest will follow. Mm -hmm. And I think too, part of it is because a lot of this really at its core is networking. And I feel, I just read this article, so that's the only reason I'm bringing it up. So maybe it'll fit in somewhere. I feel as though I'm not an introverted person, but I'm in the middle. Whereas I feel that Kathleen is a really extroverted person. So I feel like networking comes a little easier to her than myself or even other people I know in the office who are like, Kathleen knows everybody just walking down the street. <laughs> that is not true. No, she does. We walk down the street and she... And I know people that know more people. Like, well, which is, whoa. But I think to, to Kathleen's point of finding not only an organization that you're passionate about, but also finding ways to get involved at your comfort level. Like you should always be pushing your comfort level, but finding different ways to do that. So this article was on the every girl of how introverts should network. And so oh, talked about maybe, maybe because you don't feel comfortable going to an event quite yet, maybe you should start by joining a professional group on LinkedIn and starting to make connections mm. there. So really finding those different ways, but again, the always, baby steps. always pushing yourself. But I just thought that was an interesting yeah. read. Well, and I mean, you know, thank you for that. But I also think just because, first of all, I think it takes practice. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my very first meeting with a client when I was like a double AE, it was, it's terrifying. <laughs> you know, I think it takes practice. I think it takes some experience. But I also think there are rooms that, you know, I can walk into or you can walk into that you're like, whoa, you know, and it takes a minute to kind of get your bearings. And be able to contribute but i do i do believe in forcing yourself into to get out of your comfort yeah. zone whatever that is whether it's you know grace brought um improv into brand oh again <laughs> griffin as well, well i'm not grace fully griffin, responsible for that which there are six g's in both her names <laughs> Griffin Goda and Grace Gregg, two G's. It's awesome. And the two of them brought in improv and everybody kind of like, ooh, stood back for a second. But we do those kinds of things because it's important. Whatever that spectrum is for you to get out of your comfort zone, it's so important in life. I mean, it just is. Taking risks, being yourself, being comfortable in your own skin is just, it doesn't come overnight, but it's about you know, exercising that muscle mm -hmm. as yeah. much as you can. And I feel like that things with improv and other similar things, even just going to like networking events and stuff, it just, that gives you the tools to then 
like how do I when I'm in these weird situations how do you go about them or whatever and they could not even be weird but well and then the next time you're in that situation it's like oh it's a tad easier sure can I tell you guys a fun thing that my husband told me when he went to a conference recently yeah so you know how everybody tends to at all of these events form circles Totally. So you form this circle with these people you're talking to. Oftentimes with people you already know. You already know. Which is part of the issue. He said the people at this conference would not let them form circles. They had to form crescents so that there's always a space. You can still see everybody and talk to everybody, but there's always space left for somebody to join in and not feel awkward. Isn't that great? I love that. I loved that. Well, that's also one of the philosophies we've had here over the years is if you're at a luncheon or a client meeting or some sort of social event, do not all sit at the same table, it, because it's you just you're talking to your coworkers instead mm-hmm. of forcing yourself to talk to other people and network with other people. And by the way, I hate the word network. Absolutely <laughs> hate it a lot. <laughs> I hate it, and it, it's one of my like just things in life. It's about making friends. Mm-hmm. It's about making connections. Network to me feels forced. Just a little sort of personal <laughs> irritation. <laughs> no, I it's know. A person, it's like a PSA for, you know, those types of events. It's just, it bothers mm-hmm. me. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think if you think about, you guys just kind of said you can look to like people that you work with as like mentors and that you go to and that is networking in itself. However, those are just your friends and mm-hmm. it's the people yeah. you're around every day. It doesn't have to be so scary. Yeah. And also but... I think, you know, a lot of people want mentors to like, you know, seek them out. And But you are in charge of your career and like any mentor or person that I've had, well, there's been probably a little bit of like a, they've sought me out and then I've also sought them out, but it's your responsibility to like ask them for, to lunch, ask them to coffee like try to get to know people that you admire and that you you know you maybe want to emulate in business Mm -hmm. so you would suggest how would you suggest getting in contact with these people like just texting them giving them a call what's appropriate through linkedin it depends on how familiar your relationship is with them i mean if you're on a texting basis i mean oftentimes that means you're already friends i mean i do a lot through linkedin hey i'd love to get to know you and let's grab lunch and i'll make the reservation and then by that next hour and 15 minutes, you have a new friend. Like, and it doesn't have to be a formal lunch. It could be coffee. I just want to get to know you. You seem like a great person. That's how I approach it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm, you probably have more in common than you think. Um, so if you have an email, like an informal email, LinkedIn, and I, um, I'll tell a quick story and then I promise I'll be quiet. But like, you know, we have a former client and I, I want to give her props. Her name is Betty Arndt. She was a former vice president of communications at Johns Controls that we've worked with for a long time, and she's since retired. But she and I went to lunch about five or six, maybe seven years ago, and she's someone that I always admired. I mean, she she is one of the like the best communications professionals and executive women I've ever met. Like everything she did, like everybody wanted to work for her. But she also was super respected because she was really direct and I could go on and on. But anyway, she and I formed a friendship and she asked me to be on the Marquette University Haggerty, uh, Friends of the Haggerty, that's the art museum Mm -hmm. on Marquette campus. And so, you know, I just took a leap and, you know, joined the board and got more involved. And it's, it's, you know, I've met all of these new people that I wouldn't have met 
it complemented my interest in the arts. I, I'm a Marquette alum, so I mean, it kind of complemented that sort of passion. And you know, I just felt good about helping helping that organization. And so sometimes just saying yes to a lunch or inviting someone to a lunch or coffee can open doors that maybe isn't your intention, but you know, it's the whole give before you get kind of philosophy. Just say yes, and you just never know. And I think that that is the best thing you can do at work in life and just continue to grow. Kathleen summed it up. She's great. Very, it's, very <laughs> Shonda, it's very Shonda Rhimes, like year of yes. yes. It's very, yeah, very just good. say yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for your time and your inspiring words. Thank you, G-Quad. Thank you. G-Force. G-Force. Quadro Thanks, G's. Guys. Quattro G's. So if you guys liked what you heard today or you have some suggestions about what you want to hear in future podcasts, feel free to DM us on Instagram or any other social media channels. Our handle is at Brannigan Communications. 